0: No, that's not it. Ah. There we go. They didn't ask us was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. And now here are your hosts, Jay Crowder and John Mueller. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. I am Jay. And I'm John. We are your hosts, and we are so excited to be back for yet another episode uh full of adventure and opinions that may not be popular. <laughs> Probably won't be.
1: Uh, I mean I'm content with that.
0: Yeah, I'm fine with that too. Controversial. That's how you do I'm things. In. Yeah, that's that's how we get
1: popular, right? Controversy.
0: Right. Uh, so, up first, we have our news segment, and oh my gosh, do we have news, and oh my gosh, do we have trailers. I feel like we're living in a trailer oh park right now. Oh my gosh, well, I mean, it's, as long there's as I'm so not, many.
1: As long as I'm not the one with the glasses, I'm on board. Yeah. Um, I've actually never seen that. I've never seen Trailer Park Boys.
0: I haven't either, actually. Okay,
1: so I, I reference something I've not seen. I do that a lot, because uh, I have not seen a lot, but... Uh, trailers we have the mandalorian mandalorian yes. we have the star wars rise of skywalker final trailer yes and we have uh the witcher witcher the initial teaser let's start off with this one uh for into the spider verse 2 official you... date
0: is did they say a date or did they just say 2022
1: i think it's april 8th april 8th. i think it's april 8th of 2022 2022 so oh my um... gosh they, they probably just got started. Probably. Uh, because with this being entirely digital. Yep. Honestly, I'm scared. Why? Because you Into the Spider-Verse rushed? was so good. No, not, not that it's rushed, no. that it's happening at all. Oh, okay. Because Into the Spider-Verse was so good and how, so
0: self-contained. How do you top that?
1: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I loved Homecoming. Homecoming was good. I liked Far From Home. But Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie, in my opinion. For them to to try to capitalize on that success, I don't blame them because it was an excellent movie. Yeah, I don't either. I'm just scared to see how it can go back to that place.
0: I, um, I really enjoyed uh, Into the Spider-Verse. I was not expecting a good movie. I remember taking my son to it, and my wife went with us, and... We all three walked out of there just like, that was amazing. Yeah. That was really good. Um, and uh, I think that's part of the reason why Sony got really comfortable with uh, with what they were doing and tried to take Spider-Man back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, that ended up not happening and Disney's going to get to keep him for at least, I think they said two more movies. I hope so. Um, Tom pos- Holland is great. Possibly more. I mean, I think that as long as... They're making money off of it. I don't think that Sony's really going to care. But yeah, I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. But yeah, Spider-Verse.
1: I had had kind of an an inverted experience with Spider-Verse to you because I didn't see it until it had hit Netflix. Oh, okay. So it had already won Best Animated Feature. Yeah. And it already was this critically acclaimed masterpiece by the time I saw it. So I had that heightened expectation going in, and I still was not disappointed.
0: To me, um, it was another one of those movies that... um, the, the direction for the art that they went with was just really cool. They did a very good job of making it look like a comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they kind of gave it that three-dimensional feel where like the focus of the of whatever was what whatever you were supposed to have your focus on was actually in focus, whereas everything else around the outsides were kind of um, like they would have like a blue, Tent and then a red tent, like underneath yeah. it, to to show you that don't really focus on this part, focus on the middle. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, it was, but we're we're rabbit holing. Yes, um, we are. So we're gonna... um,
1: Mandalorian. We'll yes. go, we'll jump to that next. Mandalorian. What did oh you my think? God.
0: Oh man, I I'm just so excited. It looks like it looks like a a, a classic cowboy western, but set in space. Yeah, it, it, it's almost got. It's kind of got a little bit of Firefly I About How about so you saying,
1: you saying Space Western, there's yeah. only one thing that comes to mind well, for a lot of people. It,
0: it, well, Firefly was another show that was really, really good and then was canceled way before it needed to be. That's how I feel about Mandalorian when I see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I... Chills. Yeah. I got more chills watching the Mandalorian trailer than I did Rise of Skywalker, anything. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm super hyped for November 12th, I believe it is. Yes, it is. Available at launch of Disney Plus. So I saw a report. There's a massive Star Wars spoiler in the first episode of The Mandalorian.
0: For? I don't know.
1: I didn't read the article. I just saw the headline. I was like, I'm staying away from that. Okay, so. So the only expectation I have is episode one. I don't know if it's going to be an original, original trilogy spoiler, Mm -hmm. which if you haven't seen that by now, I mean, those movies are 40 years old, So. (laughs) What's the deal? Um, but if it's going to be, you know, the more recent things or even extended universe type of things, mm-hmm. um, that'll be really interesting to see how they handle spoilers in so, the first episode. So
0: they didn't say exactly if it was spoilers for the new movie. They just said it's just spoilers for Star Wars. In I didn't. Gen-
1: I didn't read the article. Okay. Because I want to go into the Mandalorian fresh. So I have not had this level of excitement for a TV series since i got into game of thrones
0: well so mandalorian i mean it's set right after return of the jedi is that correct i believe so is that what they're saying i believe so so i wonder if um we might see any appearances by like ahsoka i hope so now for those who may not know ahsoka so there's a a, a cartoon series called uh, clone wars it's it's uh, it was on cartoon network i think mm-hmm. for a while it was and um, it was George Lucas, he actually made it. In In that, it takes place right between Episodes 1 and 2. Or I thought it was 2 and 3. 2 and 3, nope, you're right, 2 and 3. Episode 2 and 3. And um, you find out that Anakin, at one point, actually got a Padawan. Mm-hmm. And he had a Padawan that followed him around. Snips. And her, her name was Ahsoka, or the they uh, nicknamed her Snips, because she was Snippy. and mm-hmm had a had a fiery personality she did but she was a character that i really fell in love with and and really enjoyed seeing she had a good personality Mm -hmm. and
1: have you seen rebels i have have not i have not seen rebels but i'm moderately familiar with her arc inside of rebels and i feel like they've taken her character to a very interesting place yes so the fact that you know her her story is so ambiguous at the end
0: it's the cat scratching on the door
1: (laughs) with with her story being so ambiguous it's like is she going to keep showing up in in various other places um and i think that would be amazing because just the depth of like cross-generational characters there aren't that many anymore because you know original series actors are are leaving us Mm -hmm. there aren't a whole lot of characters from the prequel trilogy that we, we really want to stick around yeah so the ones that the ones that we can i think would be amazing
0: yeah to have a live action ahsoka i think that would be really cool or thron or oh my goodness thron originally or Thrawn?
1: was post trilogy i believe oh really he okay, was so he was that. taken timothy zahn created the character and uh rebels adapted him to be to be pre okay original series
0: and he's still writing books on Thrawn too. i believe so because even the newest one the newest thron book was written by him but he's a really very cool character very evil yeah. Like very twisted, kind of psychopath type of personality. I'm excited though. <laughs> I mean they could go. They really could go anywhere, anywhere with this show.
1: Um I'm excited for Pedro Pascal. Former Oberon Martel. Mm-hmm. He was in um Game of Thrones. He was in the Kingsman sequel. Uh, oh, the see. I Circle. never saw that. I never saw that. Very very good movies. Okay. Um first one much better than the second one.
0: I I saw the first one. The
1: first one is excellent. Uh, they have a prequel coming out. Actually, a trailer has been I released. Saw that, yeah. So I'm I'm hesitantly excited. And uh, it just called the King's it Man. It is the King's Man. Yes, yeah. with the with the p- uh, possessive. Yeah. So um, I'm excited for that. But let's jump straight into Rise of Skywalker final trailer. Thoughts.
0: Initial thoughts. I'm honestly I'm just kind of in shock that the. Skywalker saga is just kind of coming to an end Um, honestly I thought it was going to end with Return of the Jedi I totally did not expect for the Skywalkers to come back and be such a key part of the series Um, but then here they are and they're still going and uh, you know Disney bought Star Wars and started up these new movies and I mean Force Awakens I fully enjoyed I loved it Loved every second of it. I can see you, on your yeah. face, you have a different um, opinion so you,
1: you saying, you know, I thought the Skywalker saga ended with Return of the Jedi. For me, it did. Um, uh, Force Awakens was just bigger, badder, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. You know, the same, we have to take this plucky group of misfits to destroy this planet-destroying device. Yeah. Um, Last Jedi is one of the most divisive movies I've ever seen. Personally, I didn't like it. There were so many things that didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but sticking to Rise of Skywalker, I, were, I just watched the trailer and I was just like, what? <laughs> like, it just didn't feel very Star Warsy to me. It felt like, huh. like the there's a bit when they're like riding animals on this ship. Yeah. And I'm just like, what's even going on? Yeah. It kind of looked like, like, like a... I feel you, like they're misusing some of their and like you brought the, a horse to a spaceship fight. Yeah, <laughs> and like Kylo Ren, I think parts of him are written very poorly, but I think Adam Driver has been amazing. He's done a great job. So I feel like they're going to end up misusing him somehow, and I'm afraid of that because he is the best character they've created for this new trilogy. So you're not opinion. a fan of Ray? I'm not. Okay. Because she's not. To this point, they have not tied her into anybody. See, I, and that's the whole thing of the Skywalker saga is it's like the this galaxy
0: has turned on a head because of this one family. If they don't, to me, if they don't connect it in somehow, some in some way, I am going to be very disappointed. Because you're right, I, I feel like the Skywalker family has been the main focus, and mm-hmm. then to suddenly take that away it doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah. And so I really hope that there's some kind of connection, something. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, I mean... Honestly, when I saw the final trailer, I was like, I'm kind of glad this is the final trailer. Yeah. I'm glad that they didn't, they really have not revealed anything about the story. Which is impressive. Um, I mean, we, I mean, truthfully, we don't even know if Emperor Palpatine is actually in the movie. At all. No, I mean, they've, there's been rumors and it's been hinted at, but is he really, or is it just like, it could be an old recording. Yeah. It could just be a red herring and they're just throwing yeah. it in there to just I would enjoy that. Like, throw everybody off. I would enjoy that very much. Um, so, I don't know. It was good, though. I mean, it was really sweet because I was watching it. And my son has really grown to love Star Wars, which really thrills me as a father. I'm so <laughs> excited. But it was very sweet because we were watching it, and, you know, it said something like, the story will die, but the legend lives forever, or something mm-hmm. like that. I can't remember exactly what they said. And uh, he started crying. And he was like... I'm so sad that this is ending, and I'm like, I know, me too. But at the same time, Star Wars itself right. is going to go on forever. But yeah, it is kind of sad to think that yeah. this is the last time you know we might see Luke and Leia. Yeah. and
1: that's actually that's mentioning Leia. That is my single greatest concern with this movie. Yeah, with her being with Carrie Fisher having passed on, um, and her being entirely digital. Mm-hmm. I'm very concerned about her being done. I think she'll be done tastefully because they know the riot that would be on their hands if they overdid it. But I do worry about her being largely fan service.
0: Well, I trust her daughter and her daughter, as you know, is, has been very much involved mm-hmm. in this new trilogy. She has even come out to say that she's very pleased okay. with the the product that's been made. That, so that puts me much more... It, at it must not be anything to... I mean, I've heard they've used a lot of body doubles, like, when her back is turned type of stuff, um, but she said it looks very good. Okay. So, I, I think I think we'll be pleased. Okay. I don't think that's anything to worry about. Uh, but going on with Star Wars, because there's always going to be Star Wars news, Game of Thrones guys, uh, David Benioff, Benioff, something like that, ben... and then D.B. Weiss or Wes, I, I do not know anyway show
1: killers they're out and i'm thrilled i uh, me too that's the noticeable downturn in game of thrones quality well that with with exceptions i mean the 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 battle of the illegitimate children uh <laughs> yes. was was one of my favorite episodes of the entire show but largely when they left the source material and they had to be the creative forces yes um the show took a noticeable downturn
0: it did in fact if you look at the rotten score tomato the rotten Tomatoes score Like, the first few seasons are really high, and then Mm -hmm. it just, like, slowly went down. Would that be six, seven, and eight? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And just that last season. I'm sorry, but it was just... It was awful. It was. It didn't end the way it should have. I was just very disappointed. Actually, you know, tell you the truth, if it had ended the same way, I probably wouldn't have been upset. As long as they had, like... Done it well? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It just felt like... It, to me, it almost felt like they just kind of got bored with it. Yeah. And they were like, well, here we go. This this is what we're going to do. Yeah. The, the last
1: two seasons are actually the only ones where I watched as they aired. So some friends of mine, um, we all got together. It was our Sunday night thing. We'd all go over um, to our friend's house, watch Game of Thrones. And we just got progressively more and more and more disappointed. Yeah. And... It wasn't like it's just me being hypercritical, which is usually the case. It was uh and everybody who's followed the show start to finish just uh Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you walked ugh.
0: away that evening and you were like what what were they Yeah, why what are did they I... trying to get at Yeah. Well, I'm glad that they are out. I'm yes. glad that that's gone. Well, moving on from Star Wars uh Netflix Has their Witcher trailer out. Oh my. I'm actually pretty excited about this. I played a little bit of the video game, uh, The Witcher. Which Um, one did you try? The newest one, the third one. Three? Supposedly one of the greatest games of our generation. It was too much. I couldn't... That's how I was with two. I played like maybe the first two hours of the game and then just turned it off because it was so deep. And there were so many layers to it, and so much micromanaging yeah. that I was like, "No, I can't do this." That's how I was
1: with Witcher too. Okay. So it's it was that same type of situation, and I feel bad mm-hmm. having never played it. I mean, I still have obviously you still have the capacity to go in and try. Yeah. But with that limited exposure to the to the Witcher verse, so to speak,
0: that trailer looks so good. It does, and uh, from what I've been told, so the Witcher video game is actually based on a book. Mm-hmm. And the book series is supposedly well known although I've I I've had ne- never heard of it and I never heard of it recently. And then so the video the video game was based on the book series and now this show is also going to be based on the book series. So I'm hoping that it's really really good. So could this be the first video game adaptation that's actually really good? That's not trash uh probably (laughs) but can you really count it as that if they're not really using the video game as source material
1: i would say they're using it more as like a creative consultant type of role i could see that in the sense of where you know these are the visuals that have been established yeah yeah yeah. so when people think witcher they think you know this that or the other Mm -hmm. so maybe that's more what they base images off of but in terms of like you said story and things they're not basing off of those plots yeah um, I would wager I've I've thought of one video game-related live-action content that I really enjoyed. And it was the Halo... I believe it was Halo 4 prequel miniseries called Forward Unto Dawn. Hmm. It was... I think the first episode was Fincher?
0: I've never seen that.
1: Might have been Fincher. I don't know. Um, but it was excellent. Huh. Okay. So it was either... It might have been Reach, actually. It might have been before Reach.
0: Well, I know the, the Halo series on Xbox is really good. I mean, I've... Every game... They've released, I've really enjoyed yeah. that I've played anyway.
1: Yeah. I've heard it goes downhill after Reach. Four is okay. I think I've played four. I've not played five mm. because I, I swapped consoles to PlayStation 4, so a traitor to Microsoft. <laughs> Forward unto Dawn, I thought was very, very good. I have, having just recently seen the Witcher trailer, I have very high expectations. Yes, right before much, we started recording this. Much higher uh, than I did as Cable's uh, Superman. Yes. In Justice League.
0: Well, it, okay, so this is... Cool background story, okay? I read this um, a long time ago when the rumors were first coming out that this show was being made. When he got the call to play the The Witcher character, he was playing the game. That's when incredible. When called. And so he has said in interviews, he said, this is me. In this is who I am. He said, I am a complete video game nerd. And I play video games all the time and he said this is a role that i am so excited to play man (laughs) so we need to have him on the show yeah we'll we'll have to get in contact with his people reach out to him you know we'll get our people to contact (laughs) we don't have people hey meg get on that if you could (laughs) oh man i would (laughs) wouldn't that be great i would yeah i would die that'd be awesome Uh, that'd be something speaking of which i'm wearing a superman shirt right now it glows in the dark yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, so last bit of news, and then we'll move on. So this um, looks like this DC universe pay us a lot of money, and you get DC stuff. Is it folding? Please tell me it's folding. I really think it's going to fail.
1: Uh, I'm so relieved because, and I hate saying that. This but... is
0: this is what I have heard is Green Lantern is being adapted into a live action TV show. On HBO Max, which is a new streaming service that's coming out, I think, probably on November 12th as well because everybody's competing with Disney. That's fair. Yeah, I also saw earlier today, too, by the way, if you want to look up any of our stories, we get most of our sources from comicbookmovies.com. They are not a sponsor at all, but um, <laughs> but they're pretty solid. They're pretty solid. So if yeah. you want to go and check out some of this stuff, uh, there's more detailed stories on there. But anyway, um, they had said on there that DC has thought about doing some of their movies and just releasing them on HBO Max. Right. And so I think I think that's a sign that maybe this DC Universe streaming service may not be. Happening. I hope so. I kind of do, too.
1: Because, I mean, if you look at it, the thing about any streaming service is going to be its exclusives and its, uh, its IPs. It's, um, what's it, Intellectual Property, I yes. believe. Okay. Um, so Titans, I think, was one of their main draws. I'm a nerd. I've been a nerd my whole life. I have zero desire to ever watch Titans. I watched the first trailer. I was out. Mm-hmm. So the only draw for DC Unlimited, whatever, was that what
0: it was called? Yeah, that's it. I'm glad you remember the, the only, name. We just keep The calling.
1: only thing that would have caught me was, you know, access to animated series, to right. Justice League, Batman, yeah. Batman Beyond. Right. And all that stuff is like, I might just get box set DVDs and not worry about it changing licenses from, because they had been on Netflix. But get it on Amazon. And then, yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that's, that's what I would do. Yeah. Because I have, well, I have uh, the entire anim- Batman animated series. Do you really? All four volumes, box sets. I might have to borrow uh, them. Yeah, they're phenomenal, but I had never had any desire to watch the DC streaming service. The thing that would would concern me about Green Lantern, um, because I'm a big Jeff Johns Green Lantern fan. He revolutionized the character post Crisis with Parallax and all of these things. Which Green Lantern would they pick? Because there's a there's a huge popularity among people of our generation who grew up with animated Justice League who love yes, John Stewart.
0: I love John Stewart.
1: Um, he's a great character. But I'm still very partial to Hal Jordan. You know, the, the Hal Jordan that Jeff Johns kind of reinvented had such depth. But depending on the the complexities of the characters and the plots that they're wanting to go with, I would not underrate the Kyle Rayner character. The the fourth mainstream Green Lantern.
0: Well here's my thought on it is Green Lantern itself is such a um, a deep universe alone. Like exclude everything else DC. I mean, Green Lantern. There's there's different cores. There's different you know there's different groups. Mm-hmm. You've got the different colors. You've got green, mm-hmm. red, orange, purple, blue. You know, I mean, like you could almost do several different. You could almost have like an Arrowverse mm-hmm. where you have like Arrow, Flash, Batwoman, Supergirl. Mm-hmm. You know, you could almost have a whole Green Lantern verse where you're having. All the different kinds of Green right. Lantern. So you could start out with like Hal Jordan, and then introduce John Stewart like in season two or three. Yeah, and then you could have a whole separate show with just John Stewart because he is a completely different Green Lantern. He is. He approaches things differently. Mm-hmm. His costume is different.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, if you look at if you look at the New Fifty Two, the DC comic book reboot they did around I think it was around two thousand nine two thousand ten. That's how they established it. They had um, three main. Green Lantern comics the mainstream Green Lantern was Hal Jordan Uh, Green Lantern core was Jon Stewart and Guy Gardner who's everyone's least favorite Green Lantern but he does have a lot of he does have a lot of depth to him because he's been around so long Um, and then Green Lantern New Guardians which was actually my favorite of the three with Kyle Rayner and what Kyle did was he was tasked with going around he became a White Lantern So to become a White Lantern, he had to master all of the other ones. So he has in his in his Lantern career in New Fifty Two Canon worn all of the rings. And which one is that again? Which one? Which which one did you say is
0: is White Lantern now? Kyle. Kyle.
1: Uh, I don't know if he still is because I haven't read
0: I haven't read comic books in a long time actually.
1: Yeah, I've so the New Guardian where I pretty much ended New Guardians was volume four I think. So he had become a White Lantern, and that was actually a super cool comic book moment to see.
0: I've I've kind of done more. I, I wait for them for different events to come out in the hard copy, mm-hmm. you know, and do more of the graphic novel yeah. route than get each issue. Uh, just because sometimes some of the issues are just fillers, yeah, and you kind of get bored with it. So, uh, but anyway, that. Uh, that just about wraps up the news. Yeah, we had that's a lot a, of news this that's week. That's a heck of a news segment for us. <laughs> yes, it was. I mean, it's been a lot of trailers. There's just been a whole lot going on. and I, I mean, honestly, I imagine that it's just going to get filled more and more with uh, Disney Plus being released, and mm-hmm. Star Wars, and oh my gosh. Have they released any new teasers or anything for Clone
1: Wars? Because they have said they're doing more Clone Wars content, are they not? They
0: are. They're going to do one more season... Um, And Ahsoka's coming back for that, uh, but I haven't really heard anything more about that. Okay. Yeah. Now on to the main part of our uh, show. Mm -hmm. We are reviewing Terminator Dark Fate. It is a rated R film. It is. Deservedly uh, so. For good reason. It had uh, lots of language. I
1: would say exclusively the F word. Yes, from what I remember, I don't really remember any others. At the end, she calls the uh, the bad Terminator an uh, illegitimate child. Yes, in Spanish, nonetheless. Yes, yes. Um, but other than that, I only remember copious amounts of of f words.
0: Lots, lots of uh, of that, and. Um, There was some very intense violence, so parents out there who might be listening to this... Not kid-friendly. No, not kid-friendly at all. I know this is our second rated R film that we're reviewing. I promise not all the movies we (laughs) review, they will not all be rated R. That is a fact. But these first two just happen to be rated R films. So, sorry about that. Uh, Going forward... Next week, or ne- next week, but next time... We'll, next episode. We'll, next episode, we'll definitely have um, a, a more uh, kid-friendly uh, review, I believe. I'm trying to think of what it long is. Long Halloween. Oh, Long how? Ha- oh. I'm not sure that it's, one will it's be. It's not either. too bad. Yet. Have you read it? I have not. Okay, I'm about halfway through. So And so far, it's pretty good. In fact, I'm, I think I'm going to have... I'm going to let my son read it. All right. I think, once I'm done... It depends on what happens that's the fair. second half. Yeah. So Terminator, Dark Fate, initial yes. initial reactions, Jay. Holy cow! That's that's my initial reaction. <laughs> um, we actually just saw this. We did like not even we twenty minutes ago. Left the theater and went straight to record. Yep. It just happened to work out the best for us that way. My initial reaction was I really enjoyed it. It was it was a pretty good movie. I mean, for an action flick. I thought this isn't bad. Yeah, I mean it's I've only
1: seen T two, Judgment Day, and Terminator Salvation. So having not seen the initial Terminator or Three or whichever one was between Salvation and Dark Fate. Too many. I think there was just one,
0: but it was very forgettable, obviously. So let's do a quick rundown. Uh so there was The Terminator, mm-hmm. which was the first one.
1: Nineteen eighty seven,
0: I think. Eighty seven or so. eighty two. I can't remember. One of those. And then we had T2, Terminator 2, which was Judgment Day. Yes, 1991. And then we had Terminator 3. 2003. um, Rise of the Machines. Yes. Definitely not a good one. (laughs) Um, It it was, I mean, it kind of, you know, where else do you go with the the movie, I guess, was what they were thinking with Terminator 3. But I didn't care too much for that one. And then Salvation. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they tried to reboot it. Yeah. With Genesis. That's
1: what it was, but it was spelled with a Y. Yes. I remember there was something funky about it.
0: It was. And and it kinda you kinda asked yourself, uh Terminator Genesis. Why? Why? Yeah. I, <laughs> Maybe yeah. they did that deliberately. Ah. It's
1: because they didn't ask us. Shameless plug. <laughs> um So my initial reactions, it's a lot of uh just kind of lazy story writing, I think. Just a lot of Things happen at the exact time you need them to happen and the exact way you need them to happen. Mm -hmm. More so than most other science fiction type movies. I have a hard time personally with time travel movies.
0: Time travel movies are difficult. So
1: the way they addressed it in Endgame, uh, spoiler alerts for Avengers Endgame, um, I feel like they address it very well, very thoughtfully, of saying... If you travel back in time, you don't necessarily impact the future. Mm-hmm. But in the Terminator era, I guess, universe, universe, whatever you would call it. We could say um, universe. Yeah. The the plot is entirely dependent on going into the past to save the future or, or otherwise impact it um, going back to the first movie. Yeah. So I just don't understand why it would happen at all. Because if you go back in time... To save someone thereby preventing you like preventing that future from happening, mm-hmm. then you aren't there to go back in time because that future doesn't happen
0: right so it's kind of like a looper situation correct where you would just kind of disappear right and it really it depends on how you see time travel because time travel can be seen lots of different ways. Uh, there's the one that like if you go back into the past, kind of like uh back to the future part Mm -hmm. two and you change something when you come back to that future what you've actually done is you've created a new timeline yes and so you can't ever you can't ever really go back to the same future because it will always always be changed
1: On on a bit of a tangent did you ever watch we meg and i watched it on hulu um, it's called 112263. yes yes great so great they so. they address time travel kind of in that way where he goes back in time to prevent the Kennedy assassination mm-hmm. and it ends up radically changing the future he returns to right So in that sense it addresses time as linear. Terminator, I feel like works very hard to establish time as linear while also conceding the fact that, Oh, we've changed the future, but doesn't that mean none of the rest of this should have
0: happened? I can see that, and I can... um, Because, basically, what happens in this one, I guess, to give a quick rundown of what happens... Oh my gosh, there's so much that happens. Um, So, where do we start? Um, Starts in
1: Mexico City, which is actually one of the larger metropolises of the world. First orb appears someone just falls, lands, whatever. It turns out to be the one of the heroes of the story. Mm-hmm. Goes back in time to save someone for unknown reasons at the time. Immediately following, second orb lands, uh is the villain and it's just kind of a a chase
0: the rev, feeling. the
1: rev 9. Yes. Uh so it's kind of a chase sequence until they get to just the the overpass that you see in the trailers uh where linda linda hamilton shows up as uh, sarah Sarah connor Connor. who is just remarkably very very good reprising this same role so many years after doing it the first time i thought she was
0: very good yeah she it seemed like the exact same character like there were no changes at all same personality very monotone
1: yeah yeah (laughs) um so they get to the bridge She swoops in and saves the day for the time. Then they they run off, try to get there, try to get from Mexico City to Laredo,
0: where she's been receiving these mysterious text messages. And it also turns out that at the same time, the other person who was sent back to the past to save this girl also knows about these same coordinates. Mm
1: And then, uh, as you might have seen from one of the trailers, they get to this remote cabin and who's in the cabin... Arnold Schwarzenegger. He has become a robot who has a, as close to feelings as you can get. He concedes. He does not. He did not love the way a human could, which I feel like is a very interesting point to take. So he has this doomsday bunker because, of course, he does. Uh, he, joke, he, <laughs> he jokes does. that he has it because it's Texas. I love that. Which uh, was probably the most lighthearted moment in the uh, fairly serious movie. Yeah, that was great. Um, I loved that. So they arm up. They have this, this Deus Ex Machina device, just out of nowhere because she is Sarah Connor. And then, lo and behold, the device is damaged. They can't use this this magic saving device.
0: Very unfortunate.
1: For, for whatever reason, go from being detainees with border control to being assisted by... Was it the Air Force? I think it was the Air Force.
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: Um, outside of Laredo. And they end up in this cargo plane, which... Then they crash, but there's a parachuting Humvee that
0: they escape through. There were several moments in this movie yeah. that were very convenient. Like, yeah. that's convenient that that's there. Uh, which, I mean, is most action movies. You they know, they had the addressed it along.
1: earlier. They were like, you know, in the event that something happens, the Humvee has a parachute. We can just parachute out into the middle of nowhere. They
0: did a good job of explaining one of those things where... Uh the, the so the two characters that are sent from the future is the Rev nine, mm-hmm. which is the basically it looks like the original Terminator skeleton with the liquid, the T one thousand yeah, liquid metal Terminator on top of it. Yes. And so they can separate and do two separate things at the same time. But then the other one was Grace. Yes. And she is a enhanced what was augmented? augmented was the, was the word that they used. Yeah, augmented human. And so she had like a whole bunch of really cool mechanical stuff done to her. So she was also like a terminator, but was human. And so, uh, one of the things she does is they're trying to figure out where, uh, Sarah Connor is getting these text messages saying where terminators are going to be. And they, she can't figure out where they're coming from. And so grace takes her phone and rips open the back and Sarah's like, "What are you doing?" And she's, she's just, just like, "Future." Crap. Yeah, she's like, "I'm doing future stuff." And so I kind of liked that because it was like, we don't necessarily have to explain this, but yeah, this is that, the general idea. That of was what's the going easiest on.
1: explanation as well because you don't want to sit in this this action movie and like, well, actually, what I'm doing is I'm taking the microprocessor <laughs> right. and I'm using this conductor, and like, no one cares. Yeah, just say future stuff. Move on. Yeah, future that is the stuff. most convenient plot device.
0: Right. I
1: liked that. That was funny. That was a good explanation. It was. It worked very well, especially for the that, that time
0: in the movie. Yes, because they're right in the middle of trying to run away from this. Big bad. Yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, the movie was good. I um, it, it ends, I think, on a well. I mean, it kind of ends where they don't necessarily have to make another one. Yeah, they probably I, will. They probably will, because I'm sure this will make a whole bunch of money.
1: It you know? ends very creepily, if we're being honest. Because, I mean, obviously our whole bit so far has been spoiler-filled. Um, but the spoiler is Danny, the the girl from Mexico City that Grace goes back in time to save, becomes the creator of the resistance to the machines in the future. And she, she saves Grace in the future after the machines have started destroying humanity. But it, the movie ends with Sarah Connor and Danny looking at Grace as a child at a playground with her family before this judgment day ever happens. And it ends very creepily to the point of like, well, you know, if that future does come to pass, it's just like she's been grooming her this whole time. Yeah. I'm just like, I know what's going to happen and I'm going to send you back in time to die so you can save me.
0: That was kind so of that a my way of That was my, way vibe. Of, of that was my it. vibe. Yeah.
1: Um, so I didn't like it very much. I know it's probably supposed to end on a like, well, that future doesn't happen, so she won't have to do that. And it's probably supposed to be more optimistic, well, but I'm too cynical as a person.
0: Well, going forward, because cause this whole thing goes down at Hoover Dam, mm-hmm. uh, which was a very inconvenient spot for them to be in. Lots
1: of collateral damage.
0: I thought for sure the, the dam was going to collapse. It could have. I thought for sure that was going to happen. Well, I mean, um, we would
1: have had to have Superman fly around the planet. That's right. Reverse time. Reverse time, time and yeah, like, it, it, it opens a up mess. a whole other can yeah, of worms. Yeah,
0: that's... Uh, but the at the very end, uh, Sarah Connor and this new character, Dia, was that her name? Danny. Danny, that's Danny right. Danny, for Dan, she you like Daniela. Right. Oh, but it. her
1: friends call her Danny. Oh, I guess I'm her friend. Huh? Yeah.
0: Stab. So Dan- Danny and Sarah looking over Grace, because Grace is currently alive. And they and can like see. 12. Yeah, she's very young and she's at a park with her family. Danny kind of walks away and is like, I'm not going to let her die again you know basically saying i'm not going to let this happen we're gonna we're gonna try really hard to to stop this from happening so i guess that was kind of her maybe trying to turn turn everything around you know because i think there was a part of turn back time if she could find a way yeah share (laughs) i really like that they brought sarah connor back definitely a huge thing we forgot to mention something that i was wondering as soon as the trailer was released where is john connor well they answered that one pretty quickly. Very, very quickly, frustratingly quickly. He's dead. Very dead. Also that scene. So so John and Sarah Connor are They're in like th- a bar in Guatemala or yeah, something. Yeah, and it looks like it was filmed right like during the filming of Terminator 2. Do you think they used CGI to do absolutely. all that? Absolutely. That was amazing. I absolutely do. That was amazing if that's what they actually did because I was sitting there wondering, did, is this like a deleted scene that maybe we didn't see? Like a dream sequence that yeah. maybe Sarah had in the original T2 and they took it out? I don't know. I'm I might have to buy the or rent the director's like commentary just yeah. to see like if that cuz that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would I would wager it wasn't 100% CGI.
0: Well, they're at that bar and then all of a sudden Arnold comes out of nowhere and just kills John. shotguns him i mean right in the chest it was bad and of course they still stopped judgment day from happening mm-hmm. uh but what but they he still up, had his mission right and so what they ended up doing was they just creating a new enemy yeah a new bad guy which was this i forgot what they called it legion
1: legion legion is the new skynet isn't that like a laptop line from lenovo or somebody legion legion maybe that's in, i don't know yeah it was also a, a demon mhm in the bible and isn't that the person from the gifted maybe someone yes. who has like all of those yeah all right there we go stay away go. from uh stay away from those things cuz they're going to be an ai that destroys humanity yeah spoiler alert uh, for for life <laughs> Um, I I also don't understand people's fascinations with AI, because I feel like eventually, every science fiction AI turns against humanity. It does. There's very rarely one when it's like, you know what, I'm on board, like, let's, let's do this.
0: I mean, they even have, you can see YouTube videos now of, like, artificial intelligence that we already have, and they act like like they talk about the robots talk about taking over humanity are they really or have they also just know about the movie terminator and they're just trying to freak everybody out they just have some type of plus their inherent humor programming i don't think anything could actually get that smart yet
1: i don't know yet someone will do it somewhere and then they'll immediately regret it and then they'll send arnold
0: schwarzenegger back in time as himself obviously so maybe this is actually a documentary could be that'd be something what do you think about Terminator? I mean, uh, Terminator. What do you What you think about Schwarzenegger's role? I thought it was very interesting. Called
1: Carl. Carl. He, he, does, drapes. he does drapes. He does drapes. <laughs> he does drapes. He's been doing drapes for twenty years. He had a family. That was something. he had a son. So adopted because I had some questions about that. Did he say he, he was had, adopted? Yes, because he when he addresses how he met his wife. Her husband was abusing her. Right. And trying to kill her and her child. That's, yeah, okay. I remember that now. Because otherwise, it leads into a whole nother conversation about, like, is the son half Terminator? Like, I don't want to go down that road at all in this podcast or or anywhere. No. So uh, he has this adopted family that he loves the most that he can. Right. Because it is asked to him. Did you love them? And he his response is, not like a human could, which I thought was a very, very interesting line because he recognizes, I did my best, right? but it wasn't to the degree that I know humans are capable of.
0: And he even says at one point that he always saw love as a weakness for a long time and now he sees it more as a strength. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool line. Yeah. A lot of really good one-liners in this that... Could just be added on top of all the one-liners that already exist. That they also
1: address in the movie. They also address. Like Linda Hamilton during the trailers on the overpass when she says, I'll be back. Yeah. And she doesn't say it with that gravitas that Schwarzenegger does. And then later on in the in the film, he tells his family, I won't be back. Yeah. So it you reference it and you recognize it. But it carries a different weight than, like, if you watch The Expendables or something. And he's like, oh, yeah, they'll be back. And I was like, calm down, down, Arnold. Like, that's just a...
0: Stop being you for one minute. For one second. At one point, he also goes over and he has his sunglasses and the music is starting up, you know that da 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 da, and you're like, oh man, here he's gonna it comes. Put on. And then he just sets him back down, and he doesn't put them on. He doesn't put him oh, on. Oh my gosh, I was so mad. But to me, I think that was just kind of them saying he's not the same robot Entity, that yeah. he used to be. He yeah. actually has changed. So,
1: which leads directly into you. Can, the drapes really define the room. You know, you can't be a child's bedroom with solid drapes. You have to have polka dots or butterflies, and to hear Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator (laughs) talk about drapery was probably my favorite
0: thing about this movie. And then even Sarah is, like, rolling her eyes, and is just like, oh my gosh, would you shut up? Basically. But, uh, overall, I mean, I guess we should do a scale. A scale? Um... Should we do a scale of uh, one is Terminator Salvation? See, I actually kind of enjoyed Terminator Salvation. What about Genesis? Didn't see it, so I can't be fair. Okay.
1: Actually, while we're on the subject of Terminator Salvation, I feel like... Did you see it? I did. Okay, so you know at the end when Sam Worthington, who... What happened to that guy, by the way? Uh, He wasn't everything, and now he's in nothing. So it gets to the end. Sam Worthington says, You have to take me apart to save John Connor and save the future. Is that not the exact scene that happens at the
0: end of this movie? So I really feel like there were multiple parts from each movie that they kind of just mashed into this one. And I caught that too. Yeah. And Terminator Salvation, even the Grace herself, she was kind of this thing that sam worthington was in terminator salvation which was like this human machine right hybrid, hybrid and she was the exact same way so yeah. there were a lot of pieces that yeah i did notice that yeah
1: so um i would take it on a broader scale one of my most unpopular opinions um one being james cameron's avatar oh yeah. on a james cameron this is a james cameron scale okay james cameron so james scale. cameron uh, Avatar being a 1, because I find it tremendously overrated. Um, it's just Pocahontas with Smurfs. Exactly. So, um, what would 10 be? What is his best movie? Terminator 2? I mean, I feel like you can make that, dis- you can I make think that argument.
0: I could say Terminator 2. Yeah. So,
1: on a scale of Avatar to Terminator 2, um, I feel like it's probably Titanic. Titanic. Which, again, I have a considerably lower opinion on than most mm-hmm. people. Spoiler alert. The boat sinks. Don't watch the movie. So, I would say that would equal out to be... Probably like a six and a half seven out of ten for me personally on my created James Cameron scale,
0: I am going to he also did alien didn't he he did and yeah, so... it's not it's not alien no it's, n- it's not alien I would put it i mean it's gonna be up there for me. I really liked it as far as
1: are you looking through his filmography I am yes, actually. <laughs> I love creating ridiculous scales
0: okay, so you don't like alien. I've never seen Alien. Okay, see... I, I respect Alien for what I know about it. I really like Alien, and I think it's a, a well-done movie.
1: That's I mean, it's everything pretty, I've it's ever heard. It's
0: pretty good. Uh, so, I'm going to put it at Alien. Fair enough. Because it is up there. I mean, Terminator 2 was really good. And there's actually an honest trailer where they say... At the end, they say, Terminator 2, bad they kept making more. That's fair. And that is... That's fair. Yeah, and uh, I agree with that. But this one, I mean, I, I feel like to have an official Terminator 3, this was a good, good Terminator 3. All right. So, yeah. So on a scale of
1: Avatar to Terminator 2, you rate it Alien, and you... I rate it Tita- a deceptively low Titanic.
0: Hey, so this week, uh, John and I decided to review something a little extra. So, we both have things that we consider. Uh, John considers himself to be more of an expert, and I consider myself to be more of an expert in other things. And uh, so, this week, I decided that I really wanted to talk about El Camino. El Camino was, or is, a Breaking Bad movie, and for some reason was not released on AMC. But it was released on Netflix. Um, So I'm not sure how that came about. Uh, But they decided to do it anyway. And um, so just a spoiler warning. I am not going to... uh, Hold back. uh, Yeah, I'm not going to tiptoe around (laughs) it. I'm going in full force. Let's go for it. So hold on to your hats and here we go. El Camino. Why'd they make it? Uh, To make money. (laughs) Honestly, that is the reason, and I I'm going to be honest with you, John. I I know you you haven't watched Breaking Bad. I have not, and so you can't really give any kind of input exactly. But nope. um, so for those who maybe are still listening, but have never, you know, maybe you don't have an interest in it. Breaking Bad is about a guy named Walter White. He is a chemistry teacher in the Southwest, New Mexico albuquerque new mexico i think and um that's bad i can't even remember where it is anyway (laughs) they're in the desert like the whole time uh but what happens is is he ends up getting cancer and being on a teacher's salary uh he cannot afford all the cancer treatments that he needs to have in order to live and so he breaks down and he's like what do i do what do i do how do i pay for this what do i do And then he finds out from his brother, who is a DEA agent, selling drugs is a very efficient way to make a lot of money very quickly. Mm -hmm. And him being a chemistry teacher is like, I could do this, especially meth, because all meth is, is science, science and chemistry and putting different chemicals together and then selling it. So... Walter White decides to explore this with another man who actually used to be one of his students named Jesse Pinkman. Uh, Jesse and Walter work together to uh, basically create this drug empire. Um, it started out as not being super big. It was not a very big operation at first, but Walter kind of let the power get to him. And next thing you know, he is running all over the place and selling drugs everywhere. And it's like the purest meth that's ever been made. And people are craving it and wanting it. And so he builds an empire, a drug empire, and uh, lets it get to him. And then ultimately what ends up happening is is Walter lets it get to him so much that it ends up killing him. Uh, his cancer comes back, um, more aggressive, more aggressive. And he is not able to fight it, he loses his family, he runs away, and during all that time, Jesse gets caught and is used to make the purest meth. I believe my wife is home. I believe she is. So I'm going to stop real quick and go say hi. Hey guys, and we're back. Sorry about that. My wife has been out of town for the past three days at a wedding in North Carolina, so she came back so i had to run out and hug her and kiss her and squeeze her it would have been more frustrating if you had not what it <laughs> yeah
1: well, you, you want to miss your wife
0: yeah yeah like my
1: wife is house sitting right now so i haven't seen her since i think thursday night
0: oh yeah friday morning okay so yeah i, I definitely miss her i oh my gosh i was so happy to see her it, it's been fun. I mean, it's not like I can't survive without her. Like we uh, you always doing, want to
1: have her here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: we were having. We were. My son and I were doing fine. We were. We had guys. Guys. Weekend. Past three days, I guess. <laughs> it's been fun.
1: So El Camino. El Camino. Yes. So going on. So <laughs> Walter uh, White uh, said the cancer comes back, very aggressive. Walter, His family leaves him.
0: Yes. And uh, and so uh, Jesse also gets kidnapped at the mm-hmm. same time uh, because uh, a drug cartel has. Kidnapped him to make the the pure meth again. The, the blue meth. The blue meth. Yes. yes. And they've they've kidnapped him to st- to make that. And um, and sure enough, he does. And and he's making it. And so Walter finds out that he's still making it. Well, Walter goes from being the ba- the uh, good guy in the show to the bad guy because he's like, Interesting. he said, you know, he's like, I don't want anybody else making this meth. Only it's my meth. Only I can make it. And so he goes, and he's actually going to, like... I mean, it's kind of unclear, but I think he totally was just going to go ahead and kill Jesse. Right. You know, to be like, no, you can't do this. Well, then he finds out that he's been kidnapped, and so then he goes to, to rescue Jesse so that he's no longer making his meth. And uh, when he does, he shoots the place up, kills everybody except for Jesse. Jesse runs away in... In el camino yep yes nailed it good job i'm the best you passed <laughs> uh and so it ends just like that jesse gets away in an el camino and walter goes out and he goes out to the lab where all the equipment is to make his blue meth and he dies and so honestly i was perfectly content with that mm-hmm. i said okay Walter dies and we know that Jesse gets away. And so we can kind of just assume that at this point he goes away and he probably runs away to another state or something and just starts a whole new life. Because we we actually see an evolution of Jesse because he starts out as being this like really stupid idiotic kid Mm -hmm. to becoming this really very mature, very caring individual. And so, when that happens, yeah. So, you you know, I mean, you're like, okay, he's probably cleaned up his life and he's going to go live his life somewhere. But, no, they decided that they've got to go ahead and make a movie and wrap it up. So, honestly, to me, it was a movie that I enjoyed and I was glad that they made it. But, actually, my wife watched it with me because we both watched Breaking Bad. Honestly, when we finished it, we were like, okay, it was good, but totally unnecessary yeah it was just it was a wrap-up that we didn't really need we could have assumed before that he got away so instead we get to see the events right after he leaves in the el camino he gets away and he ends up uh getting some papers and changing his identity and moving to alaska and that's where he ends up Now, the process to get there was very interesting. I was about to say, was that the whole movie in one sentence? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you take out all the action pieces, yes. I mean, essentially, that was... Now, kind of what they did, too, is um, there was another character who actually... I can't remember his name. I should have looked this up before I started talking about it. But he was... Have you seen... um... Oh, no. Fargo.
1: I have not... Wait, the show the or the movie? Have I you have, seen the I shows? Have, I've seen neither.
0: Okay. <laughs> 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 That's uh, fun. That was good. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, in the second season of Fargo, there, with the main character from that is in Breaking Bad, and he's kind of this, you think like maybe he's autistic. The same character or the same actor? It's the same actor. Okay. The character is different. The character in Breaking Bad, you think he might be autistic. But you actually find out in the movie El Camino that he's a complete sociopath. Okay. And a killer. Okay. And has killed many, many people. Solid. Just because he could. they did something that he didn't like. And it was something really simple. And he would keep like trophies. And and would like All and right. had them that's, around that's his apartment. A and so, move. Yeah, that's a it, was, move. it was pretty it was pretty bad. So you get to see that. So you get to—it has flashbacks of Jesse in in containment with this guy, and he's just walking around. He's doing various chores, I guess you could say, for this guy. Like he buries a body, and he he does lots of different things. Mm. And so it it, that part was interesting, but at the same time, I kind of felt the same way. I was like. Okay, cool, but did we really need this? Yeah. So, I mean, I think some people are like, it really kind of wrapped it up. You know, it wraps it up really nice, and it puts a bow on it, and now we know exactly what happened to Jesse. And I'm like, okay, well, I kind of already made up a scenario in my head yeah, of what had happened to Jesse, and I didn't worry about it, but you know how Because Breaking is. Bad ended, what, like four or five years ago?
1: Yeah. So it's a bit of a time jump between this show, which is critically very well regarded. Actually... I think it, I think
0: ten years ago. Real no, uh, no way. Hold on, I might have. I say okay, we're gonna have to look this yeah, up because that's that's I'm gonna, absurd. I'm gonna Google it real quick because I know it's been a long time. But it's it's just such a jump between
1: when the series would have been... 2013. Yeah, and so six years. Yeah, six and a half because I presume it ended in so, late
0: spring. So everybody's
1: aged. That's so. But but the movie starts. Right Seconds after after the show ends.
0: Mm -hmm. That's such an odd place to be. In fact, the movie begins as almost previously on Breaking Bad, and then it ends with Jesse driving away in the El Camino, and he's got a full beard and long hair and scratches all over his face, and it just transitions right into the movie. Hmm. Yeah. So, it... I mean... Like I said, did I enjoy it? Yes. I mean, was it a good movie? It was pretty cool. The way that he got the money to, because like one of the things that he does is there's a vacuum salesman, and he's the one. I who, bet that job sucks. Now, how, <laughs> first pun <part> of the <laughs> podcast, I think actually. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he he, what what this vacuum salesman does is he creates new identities for criminals and people that want to get away
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, he charges a certain amount and so he goes to jesse or jesse goes to him rather and is like hey man give me the thing you know give me the id and all this stuff and let me pay you and then he he gives him the money but he's 1800 dollars short mm-hmm. and the guy's like i'm sorry i can't do it you have to get me 1800 dollars." and he's like are you serious man you're gonna do this you know and so he ends up you know, he finally he gets kinda tricked into it by the guy, he ends up calling the police on him. And so he's like, Okay, I'll get the money so he runs away. And he goes to this guy who you find out earlier is one of the people that kinda got him into the situation that he is that that he's in. He goes in and they have a, a duel in the old west. What and so he's got just a little twenty two and the other guy's got some other gun And they're like, okay, on the count of three, you ready? And Jesse's like, yeah, I'm ready. But he's so calm. So you're like, okay, what does he have going on? And what he had was he had a smaller gun in the pocket of his jacket. And he had his pocket in his jacket the whole time. And so as soon as the guy said three, Jesse just shoots him up with the little pistol in his pocket. And it was kind of an added... To just show you how much Jesse has changed, like he's gone from this really dumb, dull person to this very brilliant guy who was able to get himself out of this situation. Yeah. Um. So it was that part was really cool. Uh. And then it was they they really paid attention to it because um they paid attention to detail because as everybody else is leaving, his pocket is on fire, and the dude one of the guys is like. Hey, dude, your pocket's on fire. And he starts slapping his pocket to put it out. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So overall,
1: I mean... I about to say out of out of 10? Or I, do you want to do a custom scale? No, I'll do out of 10. How about this? On a scale of 1 to Breaking Bad, the television show. Okay. Assuming that's a 10. Perfect. So a scale yes. of
0: 1 to the TV show. Okay. Scale of 1 to the TV show, I would say it was probably... I'd I'd give it a 7. A 7? Yeah. Because, I mean, it was good and I enjoyed it, but at the same time... I just couldn't get over the fact that I was like, this was just not needed. Yeah.
1: So how do you think it would stand up for me as someone who has not seen the show? If I was just like, I'm going to watch this movie.
0: If you haven't seen the show, you don't need to watch the movie okay. at all. Because you're going to be so confused. Because there's so many characters that pop back up. Because all of the world building has already been done. Exactly.
1: They so don't... there's no rising action. It just gets straight into deep plot.
0: Correct. There's no explanation of what's going on. It just kind of jumps right into Okay. Me. because they assume that you've already watched all however, however many, many seasons. So Typically I think, a valid I think assumption. 7 7 or 8.
1: I would say that's pr- that's probably a valid assumption.
0: Yeah. But it's uh so yeah, you have to see the show before you watch the movie. But the show I highly recommend it very good show very well done the acting is fantastic and just the like i said the development of the characters it's so cool how jesse starts out as kind of the the guy that you're not rooting for like you're just like this guy's an idiot yeah like what's going on and then you have walter white who's you know this poor innocent little teacher and... and you're like you're on his side because you're like he's doing this for the right reasons and then they just switch sides completely. And you're like, wow, this is incredible. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting. He's the one who knocks. I do know that. I get the reference. I am the danger.
1: I get the reference. I've never seen the show, but I know the reference.
0: Yes. But yes. Uh, so yeah, ultimately.
1: So a seven. A seven out of ten.
0: Yes. that's That's fair. Yeah. You have been playing Call of Duty. I have. Or what others might say, Cod. Cod. Which we infamously refer to as a fish. We did. I've actually had a few people, by a few, I mean my wife. (laughs) She said, I think it's funny that you mentioned fish. And then you kind of went with it for a second.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they're both cod, so. (laughs) Anyway,
0: so cod, John, tell us.
1: Cod, uh, Modern Warfare, was the first non-Ubisoft game I've been this excited for in years. So I was excited for... Uh, The Division 2 back in March was ultimately kind of a letdown. Um, That's unfortunate. Yeah, it it should have been expected in hindsight. Excited for Ghost Recon Wildlands, which was also Ubisoft, uh, also Clancy, also kind of a letdown. Very repetitive. Uh, The thing that those two games have in common is just massive scale open worlds. Going back to kind of my gaming roots with Modern Warfare, um, the initial trailers and the confirmation stuff for Modern Warfare was exhilarating. They go back to, you know, the, the Captain Price era, who's one of the protagonists of the original trilogy.
0: I think I remember that, actually.
1: And, yeah. And there's, throughout, I've I've basically marathoned the campaign. It was really, really good. Um, but throughout the campaign, there are so many callbacks to things that happen in specifically the original Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. But also kind of, they relate to some things in Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3. This is mainly a, a campaign review because multiplayer doesn't ever really change um cod multiplayer is COD multiplayer three lane maps gun customization campers campers are my main takeaway for multiplayer so far people camp mm-hmm. all the time uh campaign there are a lot of moments that make you sit back and kind of question who the good guy is hmm. more so than than cod games in the past because what separated call of duty from battlefield in my eyes uh, from a campaign perspective, was what I call set pieces. Did you ever play the Call of Duty games?
0: I've played a few of them. I honestly can't remember okay. which ones, but yeah.
1: So they they build up to these massive set pieces, like in the original Black Ops, you put this tanker under siege from this attack helicopter, then you realize your real thing is underneath the tanker, so you have to dive down, and then like raid this submarine base. So it builds it up well. It's very well graphicked. The, the graphics are very well done. Um, so if you take those same ideas and those same desire for set pieces and you put it into a 4K engine with narrative plots and things like that, it's it's very, very graphically pleasing. The biggest spoiler for me was, the and the spoiler for the campaign, it is a prequel to the original Call of Duty 4. Oh, Okay. So I didn't see that coming. I probably should have based on like timings and various things they do and don't reference, but the gameplay of it, I feel like it works very well. So you start off, you have your two protagonists as um the Call of Duty franchise typically has, mm-hmm. or at least the Modern Warfare games inside of Call of Duty have. You're a deep cover CIA operative who's your American protagonist and you're um a British like street cop initially. Uh, There's a terrorist attack in London where your British character meets Captain Price. And he's like, no, this is terrible. This atrocity has happened in London. Uh, I'm on board till the end of the line. And then obviously your CIA dude does CIA stuff. You know, he's working with Middle Eastern rebels and this, that, and the other. Um, But it gets to a point, you know, someone has stolen Russian chemical weapons. And you think, oh, you know, this rogue Russian general is going to use them to attack somebody. But again, massive spoilers for the campaign. It's actually your ally, the Middle Eastern rebel, who stole the chemical weapons yeah. and didn't tell you. Obviously, so there's it's not there. There's two rebel protagonists. It's uh, brother and sister. The brother did it behind the sister's back. The sister is the real leader of the militia. So he becomes really the overarching enemy of the story at that point. But there are various moments that make you kind of question your own personal morality to where. There's been some controversy in campaign playthroughs since where you raid a, a flat in London where it's a terrorist hub and there's an option to shoot a child. Oh, wow. And obviously it resets your campaign saying, like, it loads you back to the checkpoint saying, like, what are you doing? Like, we don't... That, that's a civilian. Don't do that. Um, but apparently there's a feature to where if you do that enough times, it just straight up ends your game. Wow. So whoever found that is a monster. Um, but there are other portions in the game where you... um participate in um you are the the victim of waterboarding you have to use your stick controls to avoid the water as much as you can uh you have to breathe using the other stick so you have to move your head and breathe and move your head and breathe and then at the end i mean it doesn't matter you torture a guy for information he's a bad guy and that's how you rationalize it oh my gosh but there and there's the same warning that the most infamous call duty mission of all time is No Russian.
0: Yeah, I remember that one. So
1: there was a warning before that mission just saying, like, there's extreme, mature, terrible, terrible content in this mission. And then you have the option to proceed or not. And that same style of warning is before the campaign in Modern Warfare. Addressing, like, this is very, very mature content. Yeah. And
0: it is. That's good that they give that warning. You know, I definitely wouldn't want my kids to play this. But at the same time, you're not a child. You right, know, and,
1: and the game the game earns its mature rating. Yeah. And games are rated the same way we talked about Terminator Dark Fate being R-rated for a reason. Right. Modern Warfare is definitely an M-rated game, both in terms of, like, theme, content, and, like, the graphic nature of most of the content of this game.
0: Well, um, so overall, what would you say is, how was this game for Golly. you? Golly, um...
1: The scope and scale of it, in the the campaign exclusively, I would say is the best campaign since, probably since Modern Warfare 3. So that's Black Ops 2, 3, and 4, uh, Ghosts, World War 2, Advanced Warfare. They all paled in comparison to the campaign of this game, in my opinion.
0: Okay, so good reviews. I Yeah, I really, really High enjoyed ways. this game. Yeah, the next video game that i'm excited about although i i may or may not get to play it is uh is it fallen jedi yes yes i'm so excited yeah so we'll have to uh review that when that comes out as well thank you very much for giving us a little insight into a video game i know you're more of a gamer than i am and like i said i'm trying to maybe possibly get something in the works but we'll we'll see what happens i'm telling you ultimate alliance 3 on the switch i know even antonio (laughs) playing it uh we'd have a good time well uh thank you very much for that and um thank you again guys for uh and girls and girls yeah thank you everyone we appreciate all listeners believe me yes any listeners we can get turn it on for your dogs while you're away give them something to listen to yeah (laughs) but uh yes thank you so much for tuning in for another episode we'll see you in two weeks we have a facebook now yes would you like to we,
1: give that to him? We We referenced at the end of our last episode, our socials will be up soon um, in the time since we have created a Facebook. I believe it is just facebook.com slash they didn't ask
0: us. Yes. So if you want <laughs> to go to our Facebook page, it's uh, facebook.com slash they didn't ask us. And you can find us on there. Uh, you can also email us, they didn't ask us at gmail.com. Uh, we also are using the program anchor to Mm -hmm. get our podcast out there. Uh, so far it has been a fantastic website. They really know what they're doing. There is a little bit of a delay sometimes when releasing the, the podcast. So I know some of you have said, Hey, it doesn't actually come out till Tuesday or Wednesday. We can't really control that. Sometimes the, um, the hosting sites just take a little longer to get it out there. Uh, but if you want to listen the day that it's released, Anchor is a, a, a site that you can use to listen to it. Uh, Anchor is also really good because if you want to leave us voice messages, oh, you I are completely allowed to leave voice messages for us. And so like if you have a specific question... ...on a topic or maybe something that you uh, would like for us to talk about, uh, you can go on there and record your messages and then we can play your recording on the podcast and then answer the question. Within reason. Within reason, yes. Please keep it clean. <laughs> uh, let's let's not talk about anything inappropriate, but if you have any questions for us... Um, we'd be happy to answer them or uh, if you have any comments on where you think we need to go or what we need to review if you have any suggestions we'd love to hear it Uh, but yes thank you so much and uh, i think i'm going to go with what you said on that first episode nerd out Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of
1: They Didn't Ask Us. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can reach out to us at theydidn'taskus@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also reach us on our social media. Our newly created Facebook account, facebook.com slash Us. While you're there, uh, feel free to like our posts, follow our page, and
0: share our content with your friends. We'd love to have you check back with us in two weeks to hear more ramblings and opinions from your new favorite podcast